0: Hey, everybody. This is Brian. And this is Josh. And we have a special episode today because we have a couple of guests on the podcast today. We got Kevin and John from Rascal Magic. Hi. Hey.
1: Hey. What up, y'all?
0: And so they have a game out on the App Store called Bard Card. So these guys uh, sounded pretty interesting to Josh and I. So launch out onto the loop with us today as we talk to these dudes and find out more about them. And we invite you into the conversation today on Curiosity Continuum.
2: Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Welcome to the podcast
0: for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. Oh, I have the wrong show notes. Oh, Josh.
2: (laughs) This is why I said to you, do I want to do this?
0: It ain't changed in like 14 months, man. I know.
2: I know. We're looking bad in front of our guests
0: today. (laughs) Hold on.
1: Oh, we love it. Should I talk yet? Or when I'm do I have to make my We'll let you know.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And I'm trying not to make any no, noise. It's no, it's no, okay. You're fine. We'll
0: edit it. Okay. okay. I'll read it again. Curiosity Continuum is an industry innovating, non traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation.
2: We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century.
0: We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people. To succeed in new ways not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people.
2: Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and you want to dive deeper, visit us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in and let's start the conversation.
0: All right. So through the power of video and recording and things, Kevin and John are joining the podcast today. Uh, Why don't you guys tell everybody the game you created, how they can find it, just to kind of let them know kind of what it is and then we'll kind of start unpacking it from there
1: yeah all right so uh bard card is a game that you can download uh from the app store it's right now available on ios hopefully we can expand to other platforms shortly um but it is a uh kind of a a mashup of a a memory card a a memory game and a role-playing game kind of all in one so be matching cards uh, to explore dungeons, uncover secrets, find treasures, battle monsters, you know, all the kind of the classic RPG elements, um, but all with this kind of memory context. So there's a whole storyline and everything. But, um, yeah, I don't know how much more detail I could talk about Bard Cards for hours, <laughs> and I'm sure well, John could do it for, for two and a half hours. <laughs> but, um, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Uh, just get on the App Store and, and download it.
2: And, John, did you have anything to add to what uh, Kevin was saying?
1: Uh,
3: well... I we haven't given our elevator pitches yet. I don't know in person. Maybe we did a little bit at PAX, but it was kind of a uh, me pointing at Kevin to have him give the elevator pitch was uh, <laughs> just a little game we have going. I think. No, I don't yeah, know what it, to add. Kevin does a great job. I mean, uh, please try it out. It's quite cheap, so it's a low investment. And, and we are we love to talk to people in Discord. We are very open. It's new.
0: We'll make we'll make sure that you uh, we provide all the links so yeah. people can find you guys link off and do that stuff in the show notes so they can easily find you guys and give it a try. I'll just, uh, confess that, you know, before we started recording this, I wanted to kind of bump myself up the leaderboard one more time with feeling. <laughs> so I, I finally, I landed mm. the number two spot. I found like, oh, here's the I, yeah. Oh, I know.
1: I'm checking it now. <laughs> I just want to make sure that you're not lying.
0: I'm not lying. Well, I mean, last time I looked just a little bit ago, there I am. So,
1: Wow. I have so many questions <laughs> for you, but I guess this isn't the right venue. You're, you're asking us
2: questions. <laughs> we'll ask questions. Well, it's a kind of, conversation, so whatever works. It's a
0: conversation. Here's, here's why I, part of this was interesting. You know, when I learned about your game, I went on the App Store one day, and it said, hey, this, and I was looking for a different game. And, you know, the place for gaming fits in my life. You know, Josh actually informed a lot of my gaming decisions back in the 90s with all the Sierra online games. It got me into PC gaming and stuff. But... Really, I love old NES games, and now it's just kind of mobile games. And I liked the format because I could kind of drop into your game and then kind of come back out. And I didn't actually know all the terminology of roguelike games and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I actually kind of like this format. So I decided to just keep digging in and then said, let me just check out these guys on social media. Make sure they're actual people and not like, you know... uh, just some other (laughs) clandestine operation going on you know we're real we're We're the first roguelike you had ever played well no i've played them look i'll just tell you i'm the sad ignorant where i didn't know that that was the format name yeah i mean (laughs) i was like oh this is kind of fun so you know for roguelike uh john why don't you speak to what roguelike is not everybody who listens to this podcast is a gamer can you just give like a quick like 15 second overview about what's kind of the elements of a rogue like game
3: well there was a game called rogue i believe a long time ago yeah uh where the graphics were just uh characters ascii characters um but you could move in a 2d space that represented the dungeon floor i know this only through my my passion for a like derivative of rogue called angband which was lord of the rings themed Which I played way too much, but the principles are kind of, to me, like um, just a more casual, you know, descendant of of the D&D experience, you know, a role playing game, but like distilled and sort of short, like, so where in Rogue or the old hardcore versions, you know, death was hard, Uh, in a roguelite, maybe fun is prioritized a little bit more.
2: (laughs) Which is what right what we're trying okay. to do
3: uh not make it well so death it,
2: death is really isn't the end it's kind of like just uh you start again with uh, okay then you're like okay then i have these skills or i have this thing to keep going so it's kind of like it's 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 a different time of experience i think
3: yeah i mean i even though death was hard in Angband, band i just found a way to restart why picking the save file out, you know, and I kind of worked around that because I wanted to have fun, right? I wanted to, like, <laughs> progress. Right. And that's a lot of the feedback that we got in an earlier version where even less was preserved after you died. Uh, it's just a bummer, you know, to, like, see all your progress go out the window. Uh, especially if right. you're, you know, a, an adult uh, or someone who has a really busy schedule and can't really invest to not go anywhere
2: <laughs> in
0: the yeah, game. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Right. Yep. You want to see progress at a certain point in your, in your life, I think, you know? Yeah. But... Part of the things that um, kind of got my attention with this, though, was when I saw your, the social media say, hey, you're two friends. And I'm like, oh, well, there's two friends. And they decided to go on an adventure together, <laughs> you know? And I looked at Josh and go, maybe these homies are like us in some way. And so but we've, you've created this game and you kind of picked a format but let's rewind the clock we're going to do a little bit of an origin story here like how did you guys meet you know if you guys have been friends like it wasn't like you met a homie on the side of the road like three months ago and you popped out this game this has been a process so like how did you guys actually like get to know one another initially
1: Go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> yeah that's a big big question i'm sure we both have a different sides to it i can start though so we met we met in 10th grade. Um, I guess we're going to date ourselves now. I guess that was 1996. Okay. So I was the new kid in school. I just moved across the state. We both lived in Michigan at the time. I moved from Grand Rapids to a place called Celine, Michigan. Uh, and I remember the first time I met John, and John, you can correct me if I'm wrong, was I'm pretty sure it was in a classroom. Like I remember desks, people <laughs> were around and we were talking about Guitar pedals. I think someone brought in a guitar pedal. I, I, it was not me. Maybe it was you. Um, but we were talking about guitars and guitar pedals, and that was kind of the the impetus. Um, we had, I think, a, a little friend group around us. I don't know how our friendship really grew. Huh. Um, I just remember going to going to Ann Arbor a lot with you and just talking about music, video games, Kevin you know, hanging. Was out. Uh,
3: introduced to me. I feel like from someone else that we had an orchestra class together the guitar pedal conversation. I remember having oh. directly after orchestra class, but it doesn't matter. This, uh, guy who introduced us, uh, was kind of a jerk. We're not friends with him anymore, but he was like, <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> Kevin's older than us and has a car, you know, like he can, cause he was 16 and we were 15 probably. Sure. Um, but yeah, we just, we were, I was in a band already and, and Kevin had been in a band in Grand Rapids uh kevin became the singer of our band pretty quickly there and then we played music uh together until about 2004 and then our friendship
1: didn't go away but our creative collaborations changed yeah uh... that's right a lot of bands a lot of bands a lot of high school fanigans i mean we both went to college together we were in the dorms together oh very good um you know always just kind of doing creative things Uh, i don't know when we first started talking about making a oh, game. Right. So for me, um, video games have always been a, a passion. Um, you know, you you mentioned uh, NES, Brian. I was a huge NES kid. You know, uh, growing up with like Mega Man and Zelda, Castlevania, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. Like these are all things that you may or may not see see in Bard Card. But um, I've always just fiddled with like making. You know, uh, tabletop games or board games or just like different types of video games. I was really bit into Flash way back in like the early 2000s. So I've got a couple of Flash games on Newgrounds uh, oh. if, you can, if you can find them. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, and then John was always into um, funky games as well. Like you mentioned Aang Ban, who you were super addicted to. I also played it for a while, but just these kind of like role playing games really got our attention um and, anyway i could go yeah. i don't know how much you want me to do okay. also like
3: made you made some we played kind of like dD super light just kind of made up D, uh it's the two of us and kevin was definitely the dm and he still is the dm so to speak uh but it was yeah. very casual we didn't really know what we were doing but i was really attracted to that and you know i got into token crap uh, probably in eighth grade in middle school so like orcs and elves made okay. sense to me and
1: then you know people went, yeah. Yeah. magic the gathering became a lot of magic together uh we still do that was kind of a thing we picked up during the yeah. pandemic it's like hey if we're far away we can't leave the house we've got zoom um and we haven't played in a decade what do you say maybe two decades
0: that's pretty fun actually yeah <laughs> that there's a good thing in pandemic where you kind of pick up the hobbies or things that you you know did before and it kind of helps have those conversations those re- relational connects again so so what what i hear is that you guys were you know you had creative adventures together right now guessing if kevin you were the singer and john you said he was a singer that means that you weren't the singer <laughs> in
3: the band. i said he was the dm but you're also right he was the singer and uh oh no i did say you're, you're right you're right earlier um but yeah. no i did not sing I, i'd be terrible
0: I got you. I'm a bass player. So when you, hear, when you hear the theme song to this, this is it was my composition. What I wanted was, well, first I looked at Josh. I go like, you know, I have 100% publishing rights to myself, so let me just go and record this with a friend. And yep. so I did it. What I wanted was something similar to Castlevania because I loved just how old 8-bit games would loop and you just felt like you are on this constant adventure. Yes. So I wanted something like in the first pass, it kind of set it up. And had some cool moves. But then the second time, it was little variations of it. But you could play that thing again and again and again. And it could just be one endless loop, And which is kind of what I was going for, just for a little quick intro and stuff. Um, tell me this. You guys, obviously, are of the vintage, where you were playing analog games before, and maybe alongside video games, right? Where there's, like, the electronic thing. Yeah. Now, if you say a card-matching game, the fact that you say card-matching tells you that this type of concept existed long before video games were a thing. (laughs) So tell tell us like some of the things that you enjoy about the analog gaming experience that you felt like really you wanted to communicate with, with this project that you guys have.
1: Should I? uh... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. Do you have it? Do you have an initial thought? Oh,
3: well, I mean, Magic the Gathering, having been exposed to it in eighth grade, kind of gave me a, uh, I don't know, like a fascination, maybe a fetish even. I mean, I'm into printing now, and I, I love making like paper things. And so, yeah, it's uh, always been kind of like the tactile attraction to a collectible, I guess. Maybe I don't know how, but it definitely translated into art card, and I, I see them as as cards in my mind and. I'd like to work more on the sounds that they make when you're manipulating them. That's been something I've always wanted to do. And there's only one placeholder okay. sound right now for card flipping, but yeah, yeah, the the the, the quiet sounds, you know, like the shuffling of paper, yes. dripping of water in the dungeon. Interesting, yeah.
0: yeah. So, like hearing like the um, ambient noises that would surround the experience. I've
3: got a lot more work
1: to do on that end, but it's uh, in my vision. <laughs> 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 Very good. I think your art style, too, really lends itself to analog as well. Yeah. Like, John does so many sketches, um, and it's all it's all hand drawn, right? Like, we don't do any any Very modeling good. whatsoever, which can be challenging sometimes. It's like, oh, we, we need to make some like promotional material. So it's like, it's always for church. Sure. Scratch, um, which is awesome. John blows my mind with that stuff.
0: There's no straight lines in it, though, because by John's own admission, you can't draw straight lines. So. Uh, <laughs> thinking in
3: a straight line is my biggest challenge. But it's funny you say that the uh, design. Uh, like the biggest design constraint I gave to the illustrations was to only do it in terms of straight lines. These are not perfectly straight lines, but if you see all the art has uh, angles to it rather than curves, which is really difficult for me yes. and now has become kind of a style. But even in the uh, in the UI, try to get away from any curved lines. If I had my way, our app icon would have hard edges instead of the Apple curved
1: edge. But I don't think I
2: sure like that. yeah <laughs> sure yep. Yeah, you can't.
1: Yeah, John made the UI very difficult because it's so easy yeah. to do like border radius <laughs> on so just like containers. I'm like, but I can't. I can't so, <laughs> because he's like, nope. It's got to be. What was another. a productive creative like, oh, constraint
3: for me turned out to be a headache for Kevin. But I can't have infinite options. If I train myself, I can produce
0: a lot faster. You know. Yep. Right. That's something actually. Uh, Like Josh, you and I, we talk talk about about all the time.
2: Yeah. Is that to constrain a creative is actually important because, um, otherwise you just keep creating. You don't, you don't know when to stop and you don't actually stop. But if you have the edges set up to where you can go to and stop, then you're like, okay, now I have to play within this boundary that I've created for myself. You actually end up being more productive within the container that you that you're making then cuz that's that's a big thing with video games I know from friends that I have that are developers that they just get into feature creep cuz they just never stop and that's the one thing I want to say about like I know you guys have like you guys are talking about like the what you want to do next with the game but you actually created a game that's fully a full experience now now if you create and you add stuff to it and you want to make it better or you want to change it that's a whole different thing and that's fine, but you can actually play it now. And some people, like, you know, they'll release a game and it'll be like half done. And it'll be like, okay, well, yeah, you can play this and kind of get to the end, kind of get to someplace. But uh, that's the one thing I like about Bard Card. I, I haven't played it as nearly as much as Brian. I've just uh, dabbled in it a little bit because for me, what happens is I, I start a game and then I get into it really hardcore and then something pulls me. And if it doesn't like keep me, forever i just going okay i'll go to the next thing and uh but I, I come back to it eventually it's just a matter of when so it's like uh i think it was about um like a couple of I, like for i think it was like four or five days when brian said hey play this and i was like playing it like every i was like do you ever notice your battery's like dying on your phone fast and Brian's like well no but it, you know my phone's always dying batteries always dying on it so like I got a new phone and I'm like okay well I had to get a new phone anyway so let's try it now and I'm like oh I could play like all day on this thing now so I'm like <laughs> I was there playing for like I think like three or four days straight pretty much uh, when I had time off so I was like it, was, it, it did absolutely addict me to to playing so that's uh, that's good because not a lot of games can do that no. for me
1: it, that that's awesome um just to go back real quick we were laughing when you said feature creep because we've been working on this game for it's been seven yeah. years now okay um so the whole game has just been like year after year feature creep we'll have an yep. idea we'll build it and then i'll just go whole hog and like spend six <laughs> months and like build out this whole game <laughs> and i'll have different people test it and then they don't get very far and i'm like oh maybe they're just not very good at it just kind hmm. of like mm-hmm. ignore what they said and then eventually learn to start listening to feedback um, the game really didn't become fun until maybe two years ago. I don't know, John, what do you think? When did the game first become fun for you? <laughs> um, John's like beta tester number one. Yeah,
3: I mean, <laughs> it has become, as a gaming experience, less and less fun over time. For sure. Me, but I don't, like, I just, uh, I don't it. Well, I understand <laughs> that. I mean, you're playing
2: it every day. Like, you play it all the time. So you've seen every permutation of the game, probably but I'm most
3: excited about how fun it is right now as of the last update to how experience is dealt with. I feel like that's a huge change, or at least, uh, and and it's been echoed by some players. So mm-hmm. I feel like it hasn't been fun uh, until a few months ago, honestly. So, because
0: because well, of the death, ref- you know, like death
3: is in his heart, basically. Yeah.
2: Right,
0: yeah. <laughs> Wish that applied to real life. You know, death isn't that hard. Just try again. If yeah, died, no kidding, right? You, you save your progress. You know, Let, let's go back to this because sometimes people see the end result, right? Or like you see like those success things and look at this person—they hit success. Yeah. You know, must be nice to have an app on the app store. You know, must be must be nice to have all that money just to pour into the development and launch it. I mean, people tell themselves stories about this stuff. And actually, part of the reason why we like we should let you guys unpack your story. you know, I think I saw four years on social media, but seven years is a time like you're really developing an idea and i I, I would probably guess it's safe to say that your first version of it probably sucked, just like the first version of our podcast we recorded four times <laughs> the first episode before we were able to get to a usable thing. Tell us about the process of getting like birthing this thing that seven years is a long gestation period, and I think people you would say like well if it didn't come in six months i guess it's not meant to be talk to us about this like what made you guys want to do it and then in the parts just keep going like this this is an interesting story that people need to hear because they need to know where it failed where you pivoted and where you adapted this one of the themes that josh and i talk about often is your adaptive expertise
1: yeah no i love this this is a huge topic um which is also something john and i talked a little bit about oh, this weekend it's like how like where did this come from so we got to go back before seven years we got to go back further and further i mean obviously we've talked about our love of gaming um you know going on adventures together um and one of my personal goals in life was to make make a make a cool video game and you know i've I've tried many times and, and failed many times or, you know i've, I've had you know, some releases uh flash but um, you know, and projects that I've just gotten into and ditched because I'm like, I just ran out of steam or life changes come and then, you know, Flash doesn't exist anymore. I'm like, oh, that was a stupid <laughs> move on my part. But um, so before, so the first, the first game that I can think of that John and I wanted to build. And this was, John, you'll have to remember, it was, this was like maybe in high school, college, it must have been uh, college. It was at um, After college, oh, right, 2008? Yeah, yeah. Was it Jim's? Uh, circa Gymtons? 2000. I don't know. Circa 2000, um, we're talking about a game called uh, Bard Cube. Oh. Is that, that's, yeah. So Bard Cube is this idea. I don't know where it came <laughs> from, but um, we love mashups, right? So you think of Bard Card and it's a memory match and like role-playing roguelike uh, mashup. It's really fun. Bard Cube is a, <laughs> it's a three-dimensional tic-tac-toe, real-time strategy, kind of like Final Fantasy tactics mashup. And we had grand (laughs) ideas of like having like networked play, you know, (laughs) you go on and you have a board where you can match up with people and you're playing like this three-dimensional tic-tac-toe with like, with uh, tactical, you know, huge game. You know, I was kind of, you know, I was learning how to program at the time, just way, way, we had no idea what we're getting into, but we were really just trying to build this game or design it over many years. So we'd sit together and we'd create um, design documents about like all of the character classes and the skills, like all the fun stuff, yeah. right? Like this is how they would fight. And we'd have a pencil and paper and kind of like play three-dimensional tic-tac-toe. Um, and then, I don't know, you know, life gets in the way, like, you know, things ebb and flow. And it kind of came to the point many, many years, I guess this was seven years ago, where we're like, this is gonna be impossible to build. <laughs> it's just John yeah. and I. this is a giant game like
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we were like we still want to do something cool um let's just do something quick let's just let's try and get a game let's create a game let's see what it's like we'll get it like i don't even know how we're going to release it at the beginning bard card was just give me a web game like the very first iteration i think it's on github somewhere where it's just uh it's a browser game and you flip cards and you fight monsters and uh it's just randomized floors. There's no quests, you just have to see how far down you can go. Um, really bad, you know, random number generator. Just like terrible game. But um that I mean the impetus was really barred cube. I don't know. Do you have a what do what are your recollections of this, John? Like the whole huh. beginning barred cube, getting I mean,
3: we yeah. sort of uh collaborated less for a while. Uh, we were in Michigan Kevin moved to California or moved to you know West Coast before I did there was a lag there of I don't know collaboration of any any sort so I don't actually remember seven years ago like the first conversation where we came back to it but it had been brewing for so long and so much uh, I, I just enjoy doing uh, world building you know just creative uh, daydreaming about, magical systems, you know, and, uh, organizing spells and, and, and creatures and so on. So that's, whenever we connect, we would tend to drink and just come up with, you know, <laughs> classes
0: for you you know different things. characters,
3: yeah. but, um, but yeah, Kevin's been driving the bus because he's doing the actual app development. So I kind of just wait until it's possible. Kevin is the, uh, The door
1: to the technological key, you know. It's, yeah, it's like, so we both bring, I mean, this is a little bit of pivot, but we'll get back. Like, we both bring interesting aspects to the development. So, for me, I'm more, like, technical. I'm more, um, like, not. I mean, technical in the sense where it's, like, hey, uh, game mechanics, or, like, how are these things going to balance, or what's, like, this gameplay going to be like under the hood where john like adds the the flavor like without john bard card would just be very bland like um pretty like just like no really story no kind of like atmosphere or feeling uh because i don't really i tend not to think that way when i'm developing like these mechanics and then john comes in, he's like hey what's this game about and um i remember i mean i distinctly remember a phone call early on and he's like well you know what is this world what is it about and i'm like oh john you know it's just like dragons and magic and you know just like you know very generic things uh and then you know john would would question and try and like get to like the source or like the root of like some kind of story like what can we actually do here like what would be interesting and and creative and have some kind of vibe to it um which is something that you know i i never really think about so it's like you know i i am driving driving the bus i guess in a sense because like you know, I'm bu- building building the app, but John is also, John is in the in the, in the the front seat of the bus being like, hey, we should go to these mountains. And there's a, you know, there's a robot over there and I think its name is Francis and it lost its dog. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah, weird. If you weren't <laughs> driving the bus, I would have gotten off
3: the bus, you know, and just been <laughs> pursuing other creative <laughs> pursuits. But, you know, I, I from having worked with Kevin for so long, I, I know that uh, I can tell if he's interested in something, I know that he will keep at it, you know, and and so that, that like allows me to uh, put enough energy into it and and then we at this point like i can't really imagine not working on it anymore when we released it some people in our lives were like oh great you guys aren't working on that game anymore like we can hang out more et cetera, et cetera.
1: <laughs> and it's like no we just released it like uh not now the work begins kind of thing